Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What do you call a bear who's standing outside in today's weather? I don't know. What do you call him? A drizzly bear. Hey, hey. It's spoop hour. Paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. It's raining here today. Yep. It's very drizzly, although earlier it was downpouring bears. Yes. We were we so. were a couple downpour bears earlier. Now we're a couple of drizzly, drizzly bears. Drizzly bears. Just but, looking for some hibernation, honey. Yeah. But you know, it's spring, and I think we were talking about spring last week, that all of a sudden, all the pollen just went, poof. It's true. And all the plants went, poof. So. Hopefully some of this will wash away. Yeah. As always, you can find us online at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always send us your thoughts, questions, comments, stories, pictures of your pets, pictures of weird shit that you've seen to spoophour at gmail.com. And yeah. as a reminder, we're about to debut our exciting new schedule, wherein mm-hmm. this episode will happen, and then next week there won't be a new episode, and the following week there will be a new episode. Ooh. We're excited because neither of us really slept last night. Pew, yeah. pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so, yeah. For for Courtney, it was sleeping in a haunted house by herself. And for yep. me, it was just, I woke up. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just wake asleep. up. Sometimes you just wake up and you don't go back to sleep. I've been having, like, bananas stress dreams where it's, me like, too. layering all of my usual flavor of stress dreams. So it'll be, like, a pandemic work I'm in marching band and forgot my socks stress dream. Yes. So last night it was marching band sporting event cataclysmic tsunami on a work trip in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Themed dream. The which was really something. Last night, or the one I can most remember is, yeah, pandemic, marching band, but not as a student, as an instructor. Wedding, even though that's already happened. <laughs> Travel. Mm. And men. I mean, why are they? Like, yeah, it was like, it was like men who've uh, who have wronged me in the past. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you at this marching band competition? That's also <laughs> happening despite of COVID. So, yeah. yeah. And the other day was Winter Guard. Ooh. And halfway through it, I was like, I'm 30. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, I'm not in college. So, like, I was with all these college people. And I was able to, like, take myself out of it by telling myself I was 30. The so. other day, I had a marching band <laughs> dream where I was flirting with some guy Because I don't think Jack existed in the dream. Yeah. So I was flirting with some dude, 
And he was like, aren't you going to be late to rehearsal? Because I hadn't, I didn't have my shoes. And so I had to run back to my house. My mom was helping me look for a pair of solid black shoes. And he was like, aren't you going to be late? And I was like, well, no, last year I didn't take marching band as a class. And then I was like thinking through it. And I was like, why did I sign up for it this year? I'm not even in college anymore. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, it's a, we're having a normal one over here. Yeah, it's, it's just a normal one. It could sound horrifying to you, but it's a normal one. It's a normal one. <laughs> like last night, my supervisor in my dream came back from a po- section of Boston called Old Harvard, which I don't think is a real section in Boston, but it was in the dream. And she got this really fancy like Japanese style cotton candy. And she's like, they're doing a Japanese street fair. And I was like, that sounds so cool. But where's old Harvard? And she's like, oh, it's just like, and she's like giving me directions. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. Also, I'm late for work. And also, I'm supposed to be at the pep band game, even though that giant wave came and flooded the stands. But we're all supposed to like, get back in there and hope that the wave doesn't come again. (laughs) But I wanted to go to the Japanese street fair. So (laughs) there was like a Ferris wheel for some reason. Oh, So, yeah. yeah. This is not dream related, but because the pandemic doesn't exist anymore, I don't know. Thank and God. we're back at school. Lord. To, to, to increase normalcy, small contingent of students in the band played at the, the crowdless football game the other day and did like a little pep band. Aww. It was really cute. They Babies. have all their little bell covers and then they have their masks. And yeah. Yeah. So it was, I was just like, oh, that's adorable, but also... None of you are vaccinated because you're too young. (laughs) So, terrible ideas. Did anything spooky happen to you this week other than our normal dreams and existence right now? Yeah, some work drama. The pandemic's over, I guess. Yeah, some work drama that I'll tell you off air. Ooh. But I think the spookier thing is what hasn't happened yet, but I'm like gearing myself up for. So, we have a pond in our backyard. Okay. And it's pretty deep. And the electric seems like the last homeowner just kind of was like I can do this and like they could not do this they did it but last fall it kaput it just it just died and we couldn't figure out how to get the electric to work again to get the pump running so I was like nah I mean I don't even like I'm not good at maintaining this pond I'm always scared Yuna's gonna fall in she likes to run around the perimeter and knock the decorative rocks into the pond so I'm like you know I'm just gonna we're just going to quit with the pond this year yeah. and I'll plant blue flowers or something over it. So it looks like the illusion of water, but not, <laughs> not actually water. The but I think water. what's freaking me out is like being so worried about, okay, I'm going to drain the pond. I'm going to drain the pond. This happens like this has happened twice already that I've drained the pond. I'm always scared that like, one, I'm going to find something in it, like a squirrel has drowned and I'm just going to find like a dead squirrel carcass in there. And I'm going to feel icky because I was sticking a bucket in there and like, yeah. Look, whomst among us hasn't handled a squirrel carcass in the past six months? Yeah, as that sentence was coming out of my mouth, I was like, wait. <laughs> Who are you Courtney talking has... to right now? <laughs> Who am I talking I to right now? Literally I'm thinking fucking... about that last night because I, w- I had just washed a blanket that I was using. And I was like, remember when there was that dead squirrel in my dryer? Yeah, I was and like, pathogens. I Yeah, so the pathogens is like what scares me, right? So that's like number one anxiety about... <laughs> draining this pond the second one is when i go to lift the plastic liner out of the ground i am like so scared i'm gonna find something i don't want to find <laughs> under there 
Well, I'm like, what if the previous owners buried a body under the pond? Like, then you call I, me and I solve the murder and live my dream. <laughs> but I'm just like so anxious about like, what am I going to find if I pull this plastic liner out? And so I, I was gardening with my dad yesterday. We did like a huge overhaul of my my front yard and um, and fixed up some things in the backyard. And I was like, Dad, what if I just filled the plastic liner with dirt and we just like pretended it wasn't there? And he was like, no, you have to dispose of the plastic liner. It's going to be better for the environment. And I was like, but, but is it going to be better I for the environment when you find a dead body? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm glad that it's raining today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pull out the liner until I call like a junk hauling service and like schedule a day for pickup. So I don't yeah. have like this like giant deep pond liner like and pile of dead bodies in my yard um but yeah i'm just like so scared (laughs) i wonder if college hunks hauling would pick up your dead bodies yeah uh, because we also have brought to you by college College hunks hauling junk college hunks moving moved us once yeah they moved me into this place i love college hunks oh you okay you that makes me sound like a fucking creep (laughs) if you don't have college hunks near you it's just a moving company called yeah. College, college Hunks, Hunks Movings or yeah. College Hunks Hauling Junk. So they'll either like take your shit away or they'll take your shit and move it to a new place. But they're very affordable and their customer service is amazing. So yeah. as Which, gross as I feel being like in my 30s and being like, oh, I I'm use gonna college, call college hunks. hunks. Let me call the College Hunks. Yeah. Like, also, let's just get this out there. I've used them like three or four times now. Never once have I gotten someone who is objectively Hunk, hunky. Hunky, So yeah. they're just, you know, some dudes who want to move my shit. It's I was going to say, like, in terms of, like, naming nomenclature, the hunk and junk rhyming is, yeah. like, I, I think we appreciate that as people yes. who, like, couldn't understand why, like, the Peeps Pepsi wasn't called Peepsy. Peepsy. Or what was the the boat conspiracy? one that I said? Oh, Conspiracy? Seaspiracy? It's like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. So as as people who appreciate fun names, college hunks hauling junk. Ten is, out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. But yeah, Plus so that's very where, nice. That's what the, the dudes you think. Oh sorry. One of the dudes oh. when we moved into the last place we lived together. Yeah. Just picked up Mysterious Third Roommate's couch, which is a, like, three-seater couch. It's not a small couch. And no. we were like, oh, do you need help? And he's like, no, I got it. He literally just, like, picked it up and, like, yeah. walked it out of the house. So my little brother used to work for um, Interstate Moving one uh-huh. summer. And, yeah, like, when he, when Jack and I moved into this house, we were, we were you know, largely just using our cars to, yeah. to move stuff because we didn't have that much stuff yet. But my brother was helping Jack unload his car and picked up a two-seater couch, just, like, threw it over his shoulder and, like, went in the house. And I was like, how? Because <laughs> Jack and mean? I are both like, we're going to just get on either side of this couch and move it. And my brother just, like, picked it up. <laughs> I don't understand the physics of this. But, yeah, the spooky thing that happened to me has not happened to me, but it's, like, in it's my coming. brain where I'm like... Also, I didn't get the outdoor trash or outdoor like yard debris pickup ended after I or before I did my fall chores last year. And so I put all my leaves in those like biodegradable leave bags. And guess what? They are biodegradable because I went to go pick them up to move them to the curb to get picked up this week. Uh And uh, just like rotten leaves. Lots of worms. It was oh. nightmare fuel, but also I was like, good for you, worms. Like, <laughs> you make that mulch. <laughs> you make that compost. You're doing great. You're Look doing you great, sweetie. Go. Look at you go. But yeah, <laughs> if you don't like outdoorsy, wormy shit, then it would have been upsetting. 
Weirdly, which, worms I like. I, it's, yeah, worms are not the bugs I take issue with outside. I love yeah. worms. They're doing their best. They're yeah. invertebrae. They're, they're just doing they're their just... worm shit. You cut them in half, they're still going to be alive because they have like eight hearts. Like, yeah, I I am very proud of them. They they turn our yard debris into like good soil. So what good babies? Yeah. Today's episode anyway. brought to you by worms. Yeah. <laughs> Did anything worms. spooky happen to you? <laughs> yes. So one, as Sasha mentioned earlier, I spent the night in the <laughs> in a haunted house. In the house that I always live in, but I was by myself last night because we isolated for two weeks to visit with Jack's parents, and I don't trust mm-hmm. the cats not to kill each other mm-hmm. overnight. So I came back the same day, and he stayed up there. And I was like, I'm an adult. I've spent the night alone in a house before. Like, I can do this. Except, like, the last time I spent the night alone in a house was probably two plus years ago. Because yep. I've I've had roommates. And, you know, when I don't have roommates, I'm spending the night at Jack's place. Or, like, I'm visiting somebody. So, like, it's very rare in the past, like, five, ten years that I'm sleeping alone in a house situation rather than, like, being by myself in a hotel room, no problem, because it's different, because yeah. I know there's people around, so, like, right. if something Right, because you're not bad, really alone in a hotel. Right, yeah. but, like, I was I was legit alone in the house last night, so I woke up, like, every two hours being like, <gasps> murders. And it's haunted. And it's haunted, which, if you're a member of our Patreon, you saw the video of me talking to the ghost who lives here who wants nothing Lord to do with P. me. Lord P. He's kind of a pill. Mad props to him. He's like, I'm glad I woke you up every two hours, bitch. Yeah, he's like and sitting then, here listening to you record this, and you're like, yeah, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he did say, like, that he had heard Spoop Hour, and he was not a fan. So yeah. join our Patreon at the $3 level to see me chat to that very judgy ghost. Yeah. But the other spooky thing that happened to me is a spooky yay thing, because I basically Ooh. won the lottery, and ah. I got an appointment for my first COVID <gasps> vaccine. Whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. Me and my Yay! baby loves are going to be hauling ass to a Safeway kind of near my house. Yay! And we're going to get shot up of drugs on Thursday. It's not drugs. It's a microchip. It's it's a mi- I hope I get sour cream and onion. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I want jalapeno. <laughs> oh, I so. just thought of one other, not spooky thing, but like body horror thing. Sure. So if you don't, I mean, it's not. Gro- I mean, it's, it's gross, but it's not like that gross. Is it me I did getting a one jalapeno of those... mic virtue inserted into my body? Because if so, I'm way yes. ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I did one of those foot mask things, except Ooh. it was one of the peels, right? And after I p- took it off, I was like, kind of the reaction when you're, you know, you see the uh, the meme that's like, this edible ain't shit, and then mm-hmm. like you're sent to another dimension. So I was like, this foot peel ain't shit because it didn't do anything that first day. What I didn't realize is on the package it says, four to seven days later, you will experience the peel. And so the last two days I've just oh, been like peeling upsetting. like large chunks of like oh, dead skin God. off of my feet. But it got worse yesterday because I was doing my yard work in Crocs. And so it was warm. I was getting sweaty. (gasps) At one point, I also, like, got my Crocs wet with the hose. And so when I came back in at the end of the day to, like, go take my shower, I took my feet out of the Crocs. And it was just, like, if you've ever seen a snake shed skin, (laughs) I just had, like, just flaps of skin everywhere coming off my feet. You heard it here first, folks. Sasha is a lizard person. I am a lizard person. So but her feet are super soft now. My feet now. are super soft and smooth now. I, I have will, no texture on my feet. I will say we've been transitioning to using, like, only Etsy fancy homemade soaps from, like, small businesses. Mm-hmm. Because they're nicer on your hands, number one, and two, you get to pat yourself on the back for supporting a small business and whatever. Yeah. 
And also because genuinely they're like some high quality shit. Like yeah. love Etsy soaps. It's like how I pamper myself is by buying fancy soaps and lotions. Uh, fancy soaps and lotions. But a couple of them, I've noticed that the practice with if you are buying any kind of skincare on Etsy mm-hmm. as kind of a marketing like thanks for your purchase and also maybe you want to buy this other thing too, they'll send you samples. So we yeah. ended up with like eight tiny samples of like bar soap that we've slowly been working through. And I got set like four lip scrubs. And I'm like, I don't have that much lip. Like, I don't need to scrub them constantly. And so (laughs) I decided to treat myself and I used it as a foot scrub. And the first time I did it, I just like sat on the edge of my bathtub and just like lip scrubbed my feet. Yeah. And it felt amazing. And I was like, this is so great. Now let me rinse my feet. So I rinsed my feet and then I went to like stand up in the shower and like grab my towel to like towel them off. And turns out when you use lip scrub, which has, like, also conditioning oils in it. Oh, you go. The shwoop. bottom of my feet were so slick. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, and whoop, I whoop, genuinely whoop. almost fell and cracked my skull. Oh, God. <laughs> but my feet were so soft. So, like, it's impossible to say if it was good or bad. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Sasha? We're other talking about other than feet <laughs> well i mean my mine is kind of foot related hey it's um, the foot episode. if you if you remember that your foot bone's connected to your ankle Leg bone, bone. <laughs> your ankle bone is connected to your shin bone your shin bone's connected to your knee. anyway we're working with the bottom half of our bodies no we're talking about <laughs> cryptids that we haven't touched on yet yes yes mysteriously this is gonna be our episode to welcome Sasha back is like a classic spoop hour. Let's just talk about some fucking cryptids. And then last week we weren't up to doing a full episode. So it's happening this week. And to warm us up to talking about cryptids, I've got a featured creature. Featured creature. Pew, 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 pew. All right. This comes courtesy of cryptids.fandom.com and adventuremotorcycle.com. <laughs> I was just as confused as you were. <laughs> I was like, all right, go off, Adventure Motorcycle. All right. Move over, Mothman. Just when you thought you knew all the cryptids to expect out of West Virginia, along comes me. Motorcycle man. Motorcycle man. (laughs) I have (laughs) MotorcycleAdventures.com. I was spotted on June 16th, 1964, near the old rock quarry by a road full of bumper-to-bumper traffic, so I'm maybe not afraid of being spotted. It was about 10 p.m., which begs the question, why was there bumper-to-bumper traffic at the old rock quarry at 10 p.m.? At 10 p.m. in West Virginia. In the 1960s. In the 1960s. By bumper-to-bumper, do they mean, like, two cars went by? Yeah. Because I can't imagine that many people lived in this town in the 1960s. At 10 p.m. And And we're we're driving past the rock quarry at 10 p.m. Like, maybe, I don't know. It wasn't a functioning rock quarry. Maybe it was like a night shift? That's the thing. Maybe. It wasn't a. It wasn't a oh, wasn't functioning rock quarry. It was an. It's described as the old the city old. rock quarry. So huh. they're not like. It's not like. Oh, I worked four to ten. Now it's time to go home or whatever. Like that's strange. What were you doing? But maybe maybe they were just partying. It's a uh, rock quarry teens party. Partying. Got yeah. party got busted. Now they're all driving home. Bumper to bumper <laughs> yes, traffic. In bumper to bumper traffic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's about ten p.m. Right, and in spite yeah. of the darkness. A bunch of witnesses got a pretty clear look at me. So, this is what I look like. I'm nine feet tall, four feet wide. Don't judge. Let's not body shame me and my thickness. I am hairless, and I have rubbery white seal-like skin. But other than that, I pretty much look like a human. Is this the Michelin man? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, the Michelin Man is a real cryptid. No. She came out of an old a rock, rock quarry, quarry in West Virginia, and then the Michelin Company was like, you're hired. <laughs> they were One of the people in the bumper to bumper traffic was like, man, we need somebody to sell tires. Who could possibly sell t- Like, maybe somebody who kind of looks like a tire. Four foot, four foot wide, nine foot tall man who looks like a tire. <laughs> Depending on which witness you ask, I'm either entirely headless or I walk with my head tucked into my chest. So I kind of do want to, like, you can't really see it because it just looks like lumpy shoulders. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> We're going to get into a little bit of that in a second. So according to rumors, I will bludgeon people to death for the crime of getting too close to me. But I think this is an unfounded rumor because I did, as this cryptid, a lot of research on myself and I could not find any accounts of like mysteriously bludgeoned bodies by the old city rock quarry. So I think maybe people are just running their mouths and judging me for being a thick king. Yeah. So Go off, king. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Despite this, you know, the threat of possibly being bludgeoned, people still come to the quarry to try and find me, though most search parties are unsuccessful and I am not frequently spotted. I also show up in the game Fallout. So the depiction there is very spooky with the head in the shoulders thing. They made they made it totally headless in oh. the Fallout game. I looked at a picture. Do you need some help guessing my name? Yes, I'm so okay. curious now. Okay, I'm named for the town I'm from, which is... A way to map the journey of a line plus 2,000 pounds or the name of the theater at JMU on campus. Grafton. Yes. And the second oh, word is Graf-ton. the first word in the name of the game you just got. Grafton Monster. Yes, I'm the oh. Grafton Monster. <laughs> the game I just got was Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> yes. So this is one artist's depiction of what Whoa. I look like. I'm just, I'm just a big nude boy. And then in the Fallout series... I will show you what the Grafton that monster looks like. a big naked man you just showed me. I mean, yeah, it, it just looks like a big He's naked dude. just a dude. big naked man. Which, like, if they were partying in the rock quarry and maybe there were, you know, other kinds of rocks involved and they were, you know, a little yeah, off their gourds, is... maybe they just saw a dude. This is what it looks like in the Fallout series. Oh, oh, yeah. He, so uh, it's definitely that, Grafton man got hit with some nuclear radiation and got worse somehow. That's scary. Yeah, rather than just like a guy who's like, <laughs> I'm just I'm, large. I'm naked at the rock quarry again. <laughs> Which is a naked king at the rock quarry as opposed to like terrible headless monster. It's true. Wouldn't we all rather meet the naked king at the rock quarry? <laughs> so that's our featured creature. That's so funny. The theater at our college, Grafton. Because yep. then you're like mapping us whatever. A journey was- a line. I was like, wait, I don't know what that is. It's a graph. The only thing I could think of to describe it was to say the theater at JMU, which is Grafton Stovall, for those yeah. who did not go to JMU like we did. Yeah. And then That's I was so like, funny. no, I got it. What if Sasha doesn't remember the name of the theater? And so then I was oh, like, I remember okay, the name. The way you map the journey of a line in 2,000 pounds, graph ton. Ton. I'm an English teacher. So <laughs> you don't have to do math. I don't who do math anymore. The computer, the computer does the math for me. <laughs> The calculator go brr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to be talking about the Flatwoods monster. And I'm going to be talking about the Fresno Nightcrawler, who is just a pair of pants. <laughs> so we have a naked man at the quarry. We have a pair of pants. pants. And when once we get into mine, mine is probably an owl. So this is the naked <laughs> king, the pants, and the owl. <laughs> 
What a that's the 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 lost sequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> it's the remake, the edgy remake of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> is the Naked King, the pants, and the owl, and the owl. <laughs> so I'm amazed that we haven't talked about the Fresno Nightcrawler. I know, right? Or the Flatwoods Monster. I considering know. both of these things are things that we're interested in. See, this is why we had to do a classic cryptids episode because a lot of the times cryptids you can't do like big categories. We've already done a lot of the big categories of cryptid, mm-hmm. like we've done, you know, the Yeti Sasquatch whole Bigfoot family. The, we've we've done lake monsters. Like yeah, we, we've Nessie, done a lot of the big yeah. categories, mm-hmm. but then you have these weird like one-off monsters. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a one-off monster episode. Yeah. Did we talk about how there's going to be a Bunny Man Brewery coming to our I, area? I don't know. I know I tagged you in it on Facebook. Yeah. So before we even start with my cryptid, like I, I was just thinking, like, yeah, we've talked about like local things before as well, and so like Fresno Nightcrawler would be another local cryptid because it's well, I mean, they say that it might have been sighted other places, but largely yeah. it's Fresno, right? Yeah, Flatwoods um, Monster, same deal. A couple yeah. people are like, maybe it traveled, but it's pretty much it. It was just the Flatwoods, right? And so. So we've talked about Bunny Man before as more of an urban legend, not as cryptid. But in Burke, which is where the Bunny Man bridge is, they are opening a Bunny Man brewery. And so there's a new Bunny Man urban legend themed brewery opening this spring. And I am so excited. I don't drink very much at all anymore, but I'm so excited to go buy Bunny Man merch. Right? I'm, yeah. You and just, I are going to go. We're going to you know, go. Once it's safe to do shit again. Yeah. And I don't really drink beer. Yeah. So, you know, we're just going to go and be like, give me everything that has the word bunny man on it. <laughs> yeah. We have a podcast. We will advertise you. We <laughs> like, will. Do you have pro stickers? Bono, just, do you want We want stickers? all your stuff. <laughs> they probably uh, like stickers. I like, you know, brewery bars usually have like stickers from things. We'll put right. all the Spook Hour stickers. We have the chunky jackalope. Yeah. Jackalope is basically a bunny, a bunny. man, kind of. Yeah. So with it works. antlers. <laughs> <laughs> with antlers. With bunny antlers. man could have had antlers. You don't know. We don't know. You don't know. We don't know. <laughs> bunny man, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> email us at spoopbar@gmail.com and let's set up an interview. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it on my end, but literally, as you said, Bunny Man, if you are listening to this podcast, someone's car alarm went off, like, eh, eh, eh. So Bunny oh Man's God. like, I'm here. I'm here. I parked out front. Are they going to tow me? No, Bunny Man, they've suspended towing in D.C. until the DMV catches up. Yeah. <laughs> so my research comes from grunge.com, cryptids.fandom.com, Fresno B, and Ranker. So... Basically, there's this thing called the Fresno Nightcrawler, and the sightings began back in the 90s, but have only occurred oh. a few times since then. So it's not like... Oh, so it's relatively new. It's a relatively new cryptid in terms of like only the last 20 to 30 years, and again, mm-hmm. hasn't really been seen frequently, but has ingrained itself enough to like be a pretty well-known cryptid. Mm-hmm. So they are cryptids that look like pants <laughs> and they're only a few feet high and so when you think of like a pair of pants like it only comes up like halfway up your body right or maybe mm-hmm. two-thirds up your body so like they're only a few feet high so think about like your own pair of pants coming to life oh i and always assumed they were like bigger like they were the size of yeah. like a person but person just, like, no legs. it's apparently just a few feet tall so it is um, genuinely just a pair just of pants a pair that of got pants. caught in the wind yeah and they're just okay. seen wandering around 
And as I was like reading through these like eyewitness accounts and articles about it, I was like, I could make this happen for yeah. Halloween this year. I'm going to be the Fresno Nightcrawler. I'm going to figure amazing. out a way to do it. I but, might be the Flatwoods monster. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So basically, there's only a few eyewitness accounts overall, but apparently they have they usually are spotted on like CCTV, you know, security cameras and, you know, what you'd think is like most cryptid sightings on video uh, footage usually can be debunked by a video analysis, but for some reason, the videos of the night crawlers seem to be legit. Like people are like, "Yeah, this wasn't like a weird like CGI thing. It wasn't like a weird mm. illusion. It seems like there's literally a pair of pants walking around. According to the experts on Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Faked, faking these... <laughs> right? Sorry. Now, According to the experts on Sci-Fi Channel is just right? something that I was not expecting. <laughs> Apparently, faking these mysterious creatures would actually be a difficult task. And so people are trying to figure out, like, so what are they then? Are they ghosts, aliens? Is it actually a possessed pair of pants? Or, you know, is it just a weird hoax? But... But basically, the night, the Fresno Nightcrawler, even though sighted in the '90s, really became began to get like popular in about 2007 when a homeowner in Fresno, California, decided to set up a security camera above the family garage, not because of the cryptids, but just in general, right? Mm -hmm. So this man who's known as Jose, just because the family wanted to stay anonymous, he was like my dogs are barking at night and you know, is it like, and it was like aggressive barking. So they're like, is someone trying to break in? Is there an animal or something like hmm. that? So what he ended up seeing on the footage was enough for him to be like, I need to call the police. Ooh. The footage showed a pair of strange, small creatures, only a few feet in height, walking almost surreally across the screen. And the family figured, okay, this is what's causing our dogs to bark. But the family and the police couldn't figure out what was going on with this. And then the media got hold of the footage. And that's how, like, the Fresno Nightcrawlers kind of blew up to become a phenomenon. And you think about 2007, that's, like, really the, the of, like, social media, right like, ticking up. People started using YouTube regularly. Yep, yep. And, yeah. you know, Facebook opens up to non-college students, mm -hmm. you know. Like, so it's, it's really like hitting that like early internet early social media mm -hmm. not as early as blogs but early like as we know it now when it became more like blogs were kind of made but like not as mainstream in the same way that like facebook facebook YouTube, became yeah etc became so yeah so so they basically they were like, we don't know what this is and part of like why the family wanted to stay stay out of it and be anonymous was because they were scared. They were like, we don't know what this could be. They just sound so tiny and cute, these little legs. Right. Like, hello. And they didn't want people, like, trying to find them and being like, sure. you know too much, right? <laughs> just in case, like, it's something more serious. Sure. But basically, the uh, analysts of this cryptid think they're too small and move too awkwardly to be human, and they also don't, rep like, resemble any, like, existing terrestrial creatures either. Can I point something out? Yeah. 
if I were a small human, say a child, mm-hmm. and I found a pair of jeans that was the same height as I was, and I was like, I bet I could wear these as my whole outfit, I would probably move awkwardly too. Yeah. So let's maybe not say awkward movement is the sign of it not being people. <laughs> right. I'm thinking of almost like, have you seen, like you've watched me play Kingdom Hearts before, but there's yes. this nobody called a dusk that like shoots out one leg and like wiggles the other leg out you're and, like, like you're like dressage horsing yeah with dressage your horsing right with your fingers and it's like very like it's moving like it thinks a human would move but like a little too like flowy i will also say my perception is colored by the fact that there's an episode of taskmaster the uk show that i love where the task is to create an extraordinary pair of legs and so they only have like half an hour or something to do it so nobody does anything that like incredible but like the way their legs that they move they make move sounds to me like the fresno nightcrawler yeah. <laughs> so and so one of the more interesting maybe not conspiracies but theories so one of these like more mm-hmm. interesting theories is that maybe it's an alien sure but then people are like well i mean why are they here? Because they don't seem to be stealing anything, doing anything. They don't seem... So some people are like, maybe they're just here to study human life. But then they're like, but where are the UFOs? Like, where did they come from? So then the next one would be, okay, is it a local Native American legend? And so according to tribe members who live near Fresno, these nightcrawlers could be actually beings who've always lived on Earth. Because uh-huh. there's a myth of these in, these beings that have long legs that allow them to move through difficult or body boggy landscapes because they're like swamp world oh, creatures, sure, sure. Um, and apparently they are now part of our world to rebuild a connection between human beings and natural surroundings, like a peace bringer. That's nice. Yeah, and so maybe that's what they are. But then let's go to Yosemite National Park for a second, because in 2011, park officials put cameras up to try to catch trespassers who are coming onto the property and damaging it. And instead, they found pale, small, armless creatures walking down the park paths. And again, the media got the footage and the Fresno Nightcrawlers blew up again. And... (laughs) Then, since then, there have been a few more, like, alleged sightings, but nothing else that's been caught on, like, security camera in Yosemite or Fresno. But basically, what thing what people have agreed on is that they, they do what they look like. They have bodies that get up to four feet high, but no taller, and one might have actually been less than two feet tall. They don't Aww, have any baby. arms, and their heads are very small compared to the rest of their bodies. Aww. They're also pale in color, perhaps white, and might have two small eyes after, like, kind of looking in the footage. Mm-hmm. And they're bipedal, so they are humanoid. And so some people have been like, are they just in costumes? Like, or... Some people named Courtney. Some yes. people named Courtney. <laughs> and other people are like, they're mutant humans. <laughs> but again, people are like, what, what is going on with this, like, height, Right. But basically, since then, there haven't been any, like, security footage tapes or any actual encounters with these. And apparently, all of these, like, the people who've had, like, alleged encounters with them have said, like, no one's had a close encounter. Like, the nightcrawlers Mm. just don't want to, like, approach humans. They just want to walk along and get on with their their thing. They like to travel in pairs. So, which is funny because it's a pair of pants. So it's a pair (laughs) of pair of pants. pants. 
Maybe they're on sale. <laughs> yeah. And it also seems that maybe because one is usually taller and the other one's shorter is that it's a it's like a parent and a child traveling Consider together. It, it could be spoop hour hosts. Yeah, it could be just I'm spoop like hour hosts. Four inches taller than you. <laughs> and they are saying that it might be actually that they are wearing clothing because the area around their legs kind of flap like they are like... They're in bell bottoms? Yeah, encased in some kind of fabric. Aww. And then someone's like, okay, is it like a puppet? Like, <laughs> what? what is happening here? And so basically, Yosemite and Fresno have been home to like some fascinating, horrific deaths. They have a lot of ghost stories of their own, which I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to investigate more yeah, ghost let's stories. Maybe put that on the Cali- California ghost topic. stories. Yeah. And so people are like, maybe it's wayward spirits. But basically, yeah, it just seems like. It's just a pair of pants that are walking around. <laughs> also, in two, there have been alleged sightings in Indiana as mm-hmm. well, which is not anywhere near California. It's true. Because apparently Indiana is also a hotbed of paranormal activity. Oh. Apparently sure. people have been like, I've seen a weird humanoid thing with long legs on the side of the road. Uh, <laughs> but the one in Indiana was described mm-hmm. as six feet tall. So... Oh, so that that was like the size that I've been imagining. imagining. Yeah. yeah. So not sure what's the deal with that one, but Indiana has a very tall nightcrawler and uh-huh. Fresno has the itty bitty ones. So I'm thinking for Halloween this year, I'm going to get one of those morph suits, you know, the ones that uh-huh. like zip all the way up. Sure. And get it in black. So sure. I'm just like a giant shadow, and I'm going to get very reflective silvery pants, like high-waisted pants, and then I'm going to make a little head with Aww, little eyes, and cute. I'm going to go as the Fresno Nightcrawler, so I would just be a silver pair of pants. So cute. Yeah. Also, Mysterious <laughs> Third Roommate, as part of last year, I think it was Cryptid in July, she drew the yes. Fresno Nightcrawler, it's and it's so incredible funny. because she also drew the back half of mm-hmm. <laughs> the Fresno Nightcrawler. It's really cute. If if she's cool with it, I will post it on the Instagram. Yeah, but if not, you can find her at Conkenock on your social meds. It's and just so look, funny. It's a it's a t- so like part of me. I wonder if again my perception is being changed because I'm. I'm one, thinking about Taskmaster, and two, thinking about that drawing that Mysterious Third Roommate did. So I'm like, could they, are they that scary? Or are they just like little buddies, like well, little gobstoppers in pants? That's that's what I'm saying is like, since they travel in pairs, they're actually like very short, and they, they seem to cute. not want to have anything to do with humans when people have allegedly encountered them outside of security footage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just probably, even in the pandemic. That's just, they're just trying to like, do their own thing. They travel yeah. around at night because they don't want to be spotted by other people. Like, right. they're probably very bashful. Like, I would just say, let them live. <laughs> like, they're just they're just social distancing pants. Yeah, they're just some social distancing pants. So just let them let them do their thing. All I'm right. looking up the her cryptid in July now because I so wanted to look good. at it I again. love looking at the little Fresno Nightcrawler. Spoiler alert: she drew his butt. <laughs> <laughs> she drew his butt. <laughs> he drew his butt. He's just, he's just some long leg boy. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, all right, are you ready to hear about the Flatwoods monster? I am. Okay, so you know, on this podcast, we are aggressively pro Mothman. Yes. We love Mothman. We're like. You know, maybe we'll finally commune with him. We'll drive all the way out to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. We will have to make a stop 
because I am now obsessed with the Flatwoods monster. Hell yeah. So let's get into this. This comes from history.com, wvculture.org, roadsideamerica.com, braxtonwv.org, wboy.com, wikipedia, <laughs> zelda.gamepedia.com, and AP News. Zelda? So just the real wide assortment I'm excited of about Zelda. <laughs> you should be. So, on September 12th, 1952, a bright light appeared over Braxton County, West Virginia, in the town of Flatwoods. Hmm. If you were wondering, Sasha, Braxton <laughs> County is about five hours from where we live, making it a little closer than Mothman's home of Point Pleasant. And if I remember correctly, it's on, like, that same route. So okay. we could, like, hit Flatwoods and then mm -hmm. hit Point Pleasant and then come home. Cool. So, we're going to talk about Ed and Freddie May who were 13 and 12, respectively, and seemingly not angry that their parents named them Ed and Freddie for maximum confusion. <laughs> Ed and Genuinely, Fred. Genuinely, throughout these notes, I kept getting confused if it was Eddie and Fred or Fred and e Eddie or Ed Why and Freddie. couldn't they just named Eddie and Freddie Yeah, Ed and Fred? Ed and Fred. Like, don't, don't mix and match. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Like, cowards. So... Ed and Freddy, <laughs> I just had to look again to make sure it was Ed and Freddy. <laughs> we're just going to call him Ed and Fred. Yeah. Because yeah. fuck that. So yeah. Ed and Fred were playing in their schoolyard with 10-year-old Tommy Heyer when a red light streaked across the sky. Now, keep in mind, this is September. It may have been around, like, when day daylight saving ends. Yeah. So maybe that's why it was dark and they could see it, or maybe it was just, like, a really big red light, because otherwise I'm like... Your parents were letting you play alone in the schoolyard? Like, again, it was 1952, but, like, the sun goes down, you're supposed to be home. Anyway. Yeah. So, Ed, Fred, and Tommy watched the light crash into a nearby farm, so the boys trekked over to see what was up, making a brief stop along the way to pick up Mama May, whose name was Kathleen. So you have Kathleen, Fred, and Ed, May, and then Tommy. They, uh, as they walked, they also picked up, like, a couple other people, because they were like, what's going on? And they were like, we saw something crash into the farm, so do you want to come look? And everybody was like... a small town in the 1950s. They were like, yeah, let's fucking do this. That sounds great. I'm not interested in tonight's I Love Lucy, so... <laughs> so, they picked up a West Virginia National Guardsman and one dog <laughs> named Richie. So, just a real... Just a real ragtag bunch. Yeah. So the crew makes it to the top of a hill by the farm where they had seen the light crash, mm -hmm. but they saw something that made them run back down in terror, mm. including the National Guardsman and the dog. Huh. So there was a red pulsing light at the site and the air felt thick and oily. And it's September, so, you know, it could still just be like West Virginia humidity, but they were like, it felt oily and oily. I don't thick. like that. You shouldn't. Image. It's gross. Oily. Yeah. Also, there was a weird smell. It was kind of an acrid smell, like, mm -hmm. not like a burning, but just like a very strong, like, smell that they did not want to keep smelling. Mm -hmm. And Richie the dog was very afraid of whatever lay in front of them. So the dog oh. was like, fuck all y'all. This I'm sucks. Out. Fuck this I'm out shit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so Eugene Lemon, the National Guardsman, because everybody in this story is whimsical, <laughs> shined a flashlight towards it. And that was when they saw it. A creature between 10 and 12 feet tall, with a head shaped like the Ace of Spades levitating off the ground. It was wearing a dark metal dress with clothing-like folds that may have been green, or it may have been a dark silver dress that was just reflecting the green because it was a grassy hilltop. Yeah. But, like, cool alien dress, which is why right. I'm like, I'ma be the Flatwoods monster, monster. for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> its hands were twisted and clawed. 
The creature's face was a bold red with fiery red eyes, hashtag steal her look, and it was staring at the feeble humans who dared to stare back. After a moment, it hissed at the witnesses and glided towards them, causing Lemon to scream and drop the flashlight. Get it together, West Virginia National Guardsmen. Right. There's like four kids with you, and you're the one who screams and drops the flashlight? Like, get your shit together, man. Yeah. Anyway, the darkness finally snapped the witnesses out of it. Like, losing the flashlight, they were like, what the fuck are we doing? We gotta get out of here. We gotta go. they, They just, like, sprinted down the hill, all of them together. So, Kathleen May and the National Guardsmen reported the incident to the authorities the next day, but the group's struggles were not over yet. For days, several of them suffered from nausea, vomiting, and throat irritation, Ugh. all of which could be side effects of mass hysteria, or... Exposure to mustard gas. Ah. Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah. Based on this and other witness accounts of a quote-unquote crashed aircraft in the area, the local sheriff's office investigated, and they took a look around the farm, but they put in the official report that there were no signs of any incidents, paranormal or otherwise. They were like, nope, nothing. We, hmm. we did a search, couldn't find anything, y'all are just weird. But... This is extremely suspicious to residents, especially because after word spread about the encounter, because, you know, it's a small town. Like, if somebody sees a fucking alien, everybody's going to hear about it. Right. So after the encounter, alleged men in black from the government visited Flatwoods to Mm. interview the witnesses. And fun fact, a 1956 write-up of the incident featured in a book called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, which is a great name for a book. Yeah. That may have been the first to introduce the concept of men in black who are from the government and their job is just to contain alien conspiracies. So Here without the Flatwood Monster, we might not have that incredible Will Smith movie. So <laughs> Galaxy Defenders. <laughs> but yeah, so like prior to that, it was kind of like in alien conspiracy groups, it was kind of assumed that were there were like government entities devoted to containing these stories mm-hmm. but that was that was possibly the first time anybody ever referred to them as the men in black who came and talked to people that's so, crazy kathleen when she spoke to the men in black said that her dress had some of the oil from the ship they saw that night so the men in black took the dress and they were like yeah we're totally gonna return this and, and they, they didn't didn't so that makes it seem like a little sus maybe maybe it isn't just oil maybe it is something spooky yeah A. Lee Stewart Jr., a journalist from the Braxton Democrat, a local newspaper, investigated the site for himself and claimed he saw quote-unquote skid marks in the field and an quote-unquote odd gummy deposit that pointed to UFO activity. So he was like, I took a look and I saw some shit, so clearly the sheriff's office did not do a good job investigating because I just found a bunch of weird gross nonsense there. Stewart also interviewed the witnesses and described the experience later as... Those people were the most scared people I've ever seen. People don't make up that kind of story that Mm -mm. quickly. So this is a journalist who was just like, no, this is is legit. Like, they couldn't have made this up that fast. Right. On September 13th, so at this point it's been one day. (laughs) (laughs) So September 13th, presumably as the authorities were investigating what they would come to claim was a hoax in an incident of mass hysteria, the town of Strange Creek, 20 miles south of Flatwood, lived up to its name. (laughs) So George and Edith Snitowski were driving with their toddler between Clay and Braxton County when their car abruptly stopped. George tried to restart the car, 
but the engine had seemingly died. It was nighttime and the road was deserted and, you know, cell phones hadn't been invented yet. So the family was faced with either a long walk back to civilization in the dark or a chilly night spent in their broken down car. Mm. While they were trying to choose their next course of action, the two smelled a strong and sulfurous odor. So the part I just edited out that you, dear listener, did not hear is the cats just got into a little thing. And this is genuinely the part of the story that gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies because it, it spooks me out. So for all the times for there to be a weird noise in my still empty house, <laughs> this was fucking something. So anyway, their 18-month-old started crying. Remember, we're with the Snitowskis and their broken down car. Uh. So 18-month-old is crying. Then an eerie bright light filled the darkness, and George and Edith saw a 10-foot-tall figure hovering in front of their car. This time, the humanoid figure was not wearing its signature spade-shaped hood, so the two got a look at its head, which was reportedly bony and almost reptilian. The monster dragged its clawed lizard hand across the hood of the car, then drifted into the woods. As soon as the monster could no longer be seen, the Snitowski's car started back up. The terrified couple sped home and did not mention it again until George spoke about the incident with Mail Magazine, which is hilarious. That's Mail, M-A-L-E. Yeah. Not like postal mail. Mail, yeah. But he spoke about it in 1955 with Mail Magazine. So okay. that was the only time they talked about it and they were like, nope, we're done. That's no thank you. Here's something fun and wacky. So we're all in on the Flatwoods monster, right? This mm-hmm. may not have been the first sightings of it. Mrs. Audra Harper, a resident of Heaters, West Virginia, which is five miles north of Flatwoods, claimed that she had seen it while walking in the woods near her home. She and a friend had been walking to a nearby store when their desired route was blocked due to deep ruts in the road. Because, you know, it's, it's a pretty rural area. I would imagine it gets pretty muddy. So they were going to take, you know, they were going to walk through it. And then they were like, oh, it's super, mm. let's just take a shortcut. We'll go mm-hmm. through the woods. Mm-mm. About half a mile into their hike, the two noticed a ball of fire on one of the hills with an eye shot. Audra dismissed it, thinking someone was either smoking out foxes or burning some brush on their yeah. property. But after a few minutes, she glanced back and was shocked to see not a continued fire, but the tall, dark silhouette of a human-shaped creature. The two were terrified and ran, clambering over boulders to get away as quickly as possible. And they presumably, they did not mention this until stories of the Flatwood Monster came out. They were like, you never saw anything? Keep it to your fucking self. (laughs) Oh... The Flatwoods monster has not been spotted since the initial incident in 1952, so it's been, you know, almost 60 years since anybody has seen it. Uh Its spirit lives on, or sorry, almost 70 years since anybody has seen it. I can do math. You can do math. She lied, lyingly. So the spirit lives on in Flatwoods and its environs, so people really embraced the Flatwoods monster in the way that Point Pleasant has kind of embraced Mothman. Right. It's... Now considered to be the second most popular West Virginia cryptid after Mothman. So, obviously, Mothman's the number one. But, interestingly, some people think that Mothman and the Flatwoods Monster are maybe related. Oh! Because maybe they were both aliens who were coming for whatever reason, but then, like, the Flatwoods Monster didn't portend, like, a bridge collapse, so, like... Right. Unclear. There is an ice cream shop in Flatwoods called The Spot, and they have a painted Flatwoods monster up so you can take a selfie with it. And they also serve the Flatwoods Monster Burger, which is a double burger with double cheese. (laughs) Double cheese. 
signs on the highways near Flatwoods read home of the green monster because the green monster is one of the things they call the Flatwoods monster, mm-hmm. obviously, to make it more well-known and recognizable in places that aren't flat sure. aren't Flatwoods. They call yeah. it the Flatwoods monster, but green monster is one of the interchangeable names. Okay. There's a Flatwoods Monster Festival where townies set up chairs de- designed to look like the monster around town. So you can, you can like, sit in a sit big in oversized a chair. chair painted to look like the Flatwoods Monster. And in 2018, they opened up a Flatwoods Monster Museum that I really hope survives the pandemic because it sounds amazing. Because, like, they have these, like, dumb little terrariums. I'll post a picture on the Instagram. But, like, yeah. people made little terrariums. And it's just, like, five people at the bottom of a hill and then, like, hillscape and then flatwoods monster and they're like this is what we think happened and it's like did you need a terrarium to describe monster on hill people not on well not on hill (laughs) so they also have a chunk of the oak tree that allegedly the monster floated out from behind so it sounds like a great and educational museum that i would like to go to and the flatwoods monster undoubtedly living on in local legend is also thriving in not one but two video games so the first is the one I'm playing now, direct from my notes, because I'm an old lady who only likes playing six games on loop. Legend <laughs> of Zelda, Majora's Mask. So Ooh. there's a side quest mm-hmm. in Majora's Mask, which you get a piece of heart and it sets the stage for a follow-up side quest where you get a mask and then you also get a glass bottle and both of these are important things because of gameplay. It's Yeah. You don't care, but, you know, I, I get the side quest. Yeah, thank you. I so, care because I love Zelda. It's so good. And, Majora's and also Mask I need to a- drive to your house so I can pick up Twilight Princess. <laughs> you do. And then you can get that donut. Yes. <laughs> and like see me too or whatever. I'm on Who spring cares? break right now. Woo. <laughs> I could do that this week. <laughs> you could. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the way the game works, if you've never played Majora's Mask, is you have a three day timeline that you perpetually reset because the world ends because the big scary moon comes and crashes into the world. It's the so one with the everything- big teeth. Yeah, so everything you do in the game takes place over these three days. So on the first night, you go to Romani Ranch, where a little girl named Romani, which is very creative, tells Link about them. They are weird spirits, and in the original Japanese game, they called them obake, which just is ghost. Yeah. So, like, in it, they lose something in the translation because they just get called, like, they or them. Like, with a capital T. So they descend on the farm at night to abduct the cows there. And what's weird is they are designed a lot like the Flatwoods monster. They have the spade-shaped hood. They have the weird clawed hands. They hover. They have dress-like folds. And it kind of cross-pollinates with the standard story of alien abduction via tractor beams because the whole, like, side quest is you're preventing them from abducting the cows by like lighting up a tractor beam and lifting them up into the sky yeah so i'm looking this up because i want to uh yeah so they haven't said explicitly like this was definitely inspired by the flatwoods monster but like it is clear when you look at them and you read a description of the flatwoods monster that it's obvious that somebody on the design team was like hey there's this thing we should make it look like that Mm -hmm. because it looks a lot like yeah. The Flatwoods Monster. Like, let me see if I can find a side Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I googled Zelda Majora's Mask Flatwood Monster, and it gave me, like, screenshots from it. But on the third row of image results, it also gave me the giant chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit on you. 
We'll get there. We'll get there. It's going to be great. So, oh yeah, my God. So like, yeah, that really does look like the flat. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then more explicitly in flat in Fallout 76, mm-hmm. there is literally Flatwoods monsters. Like they are they are called Flatwoods monsters. It's in like the Appalachia section. This is also apparently where the Grafton monster shows up. And I think oh, Mothman yeah. does too. Uh-huh. So like. Oh, but it looks very different. It looks, yeah, it looks extremely different, but they are stealthy kidnappers but, in the Fallout game, and they grab unsuspecting passersby in Appalachia, it's, and the player fights them, and also Mothman, and because the Fallout games are so popular, there is a Fallout tour that takes mm. people to the Flatwoods Monster Museum as part of it so that fans can see oh, the that's things cool. that are in the game and get the inspiration for the monsters within the game. Yeah, what I like about the this design for the Fallout game is like, you know, the, you're, you're talking, all of the, the drawings of the Flatwood Monster is based on like eyewitness accounts, mm-hmm. right? And it was dark. And so here it's like the kind of taking that idea of like the glowing eyes and the round bulbous head and like running with it. Mm-hmm. So it has like some elements of it. That's cool. Yeah. So getting back to the lore. It's so scary. What did those people see if it wasn't a mysterious monster from outer space? Yeah. In 2000, the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry looked into the matter and concluded that the bright red light seen in the sky on September 12, 1952 was just a standard meteor. Like, Uh, they look red, mm -hmm. they flash bright for a hot second, they kind of look like they crash into shit, whatever. The reports of the pulsating red lights seen by the other townspeople were probably either an aircraft, that was someplace it wasn't supposed to be, or a hazard beacon, said the CSI. Mm -hmm. And as for the Flatwoods monster itself... Just your standard barn owl lit from behind because they have those claw-like hands and they have the spooky face that if you're shining a flashlight on them could kind of look like a spade hood with big eyes in it because, you know, barn owl's spooky. The sound, silhouette, and gliding were all consistent with a startled barn owl trying to fly away because, you know, they glide at night because they're apex predators. They're not apex predators, but they are predators and they're very quiet when they fly. So, like, it could give the appearance of it gliding towards you, but it's it's just that all being like, oh, shit. And what about the oily residue and the mysterious tracks at the alleged landing site? A local by the name of Max Lockard admitted he had driven the area in circles in his truck right after the incident because he was trying to find something spooky. So Max Lockard is the us in this story. He's like, I'm gonna go check it out. (laughs) And because he was driving in his truck, you know, Mm -hmm. it left track marks and maybe his truck was old and busted and leaked some oil or something, Mm -hmm. the gummy substance. So the CSI said that anxiety made the witness's perception see a scary monster, not just a scary bird. Because keep in mind, 1952 was peak Cold War and space race in America. So yeah. everybody was terrified all the time that this was going to be end, the Russians were going to get somebody into space, and we were going to, like, death would come from above. And also, it was running concurrent with the Korean War, and somewhat recently, a local boy from Flatwoods had been killed in action during the Korean War. So... If you're a teenager at this time, probably your school is doing the, like, atom bomb drills where they make you get under your desk and, like, practice just in case. So, like, it's an extremely tense time. So maybe if you see a meteor, you're going to be more likely to think, like, oh, my God, this is it. Come for us. Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Life magazine even dropped an issue with the headline, Have We Visitors from Space? 
And this is Life Magazine. This isn't like, you know, the weird publications you see in the checkout store or the grocery store where it's like, does Hillary Clinton have an alien lover? Like, this is like, this is a legit source. Yeah. So in April 1952, they dropped that headline, claiming that, quote, the Air Force is now ready to concede that many saucer and fireball sightings still defy explanation. Life offers some scientific evidence that there is a real case for interplanetary saucers. And this was just five months before the May boys and their cohort climbed the mountain to find something scary. So it's not just the spookiness of seeing a meteor and then seeing yeah. a barn owl in quick succession and getting spooked by that. They had been steeped in fear for months to be afraid of death from the sky and be afraid of the darkness coming for them. Yeah. So that just leaves one piece. What about the men in black who came to investigate or the Air Force who interviewed witnesses? Turns out they were part of Project Blue Book, a skeleton crew of secret Ah. agent types on a mission to explain the increase in UFO sightings in the 1950s and 60s, and ultimately classify those sightings as misidentifications of natural phenomenon, including swamp gas, owls, and planes in the mist. Project Blue Book! Project Blue Book! Project Blue Book! We've talked about this before, and we're going to keep talking about it, probably, and it is in Twin Peaks as well. Yay! Yay! Project Blue Book, the real thing. Project Project Blue Book, I can do your homework for you. Every single time somebody's like, oh, it's aliens. You're just like, no, the reason why you're thinking it's aliens is because it's the 50s and 60s and we have made you terrified of the idea of communism. And now you think you're going to die all the time. So everything you see gets interpreted through that lens. (laughs) So here's another thing. At least as of 2018, Ed and Fred May are still alive. Oh, They are in their late 70s, and they mostly don't talk to reporters anymore, which is mostly due to everybody wanted a piece of them, everybody wanted to talk to them, and now they're Uh probably just sick of telling the story, so they're like, I don't, you know what happened, we were clear, like, yes. So they still believe that they saw an alien. They don't think it was a barn owl, they don't believe anything that anybody else has said about it. They know what they saw, and what they saw was not from this planet. (sighs) The two appeared in a documentary about the Flatwoods monster, in which Fred stated... As far as for myself, it doesn't matter to me whether people believe or don't believe. Hmm. Regardless of whether or not it was an alien, an insurance agent who sells Flatwood Monster figurines on the side has the best (laughs) take on it. I don't believe in the Easter Bunny. I don't believe in Santa. And I really don't believe in the Flatwoods Monster. But I do want to boost our community. (laughs) And I closed my notes with, this is the energy I want in 2021. Boost your community and thrash racists. That's, I mean, (laughs) like... The the Bunny Man Brewery. Mm-hmm. We're boosting our community because right. Burke, Virginia, tends to not have anything going for it except a lake and some sleepy suburbs. Yeah, we have an urban legend, bitches. <laughs> We're yeah, going to boost it's about our community. A bunny Man. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's kind of like at this point, I would imagine most people who have heard the story of the Flatwoods Monster mm-hmm. don't actually believe that there was a monster that these people saw that night. Sure. But it's fun to participate in shit. Like, in the same way it's fun to dress up for Halloween, even if you're not, like, practicing Samhain or, like, doing any of the, like, witchcraft shit. Sometimes it's just fun to do things. It's just fun. And, like, we're all miserable. There's quarantine and pandemic and whatever. If you want to have fun and, like, sit in a chair that's painted to look like the Flatwoods Monster, go sit in that chair. I'm going to sit in that chair. Right? We're gonna we're gonna trek out and we're gonna we're gonna do a pilgrimage for Mothman and the Flatwoods Monster. Also, there are a lot of depictions of the Flatwood Monster where it's like 
this wonderful like queen who lives in the woods and is just like serving looks in her metal dress and is just like pew 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 pew. <laughs> so you know that little girl who dressed up as No Face and mm-hmm. as Duke from Death Note for Halloween. Yeah. I'm, like, already gears turning, like, how can I make my future child into the Flatwoods monster one year and the (laughs) Fresno Nightcrawler another year? Here's how. You tag in Aunt Courtney, because Aunt Courtney loves Aunt Courtney loves making costumes. (laughs) So I'll be like, handled, done. Handled. We're going to make you into the cutest little (laughs) Flatwoods monster ever. You would just need, like, a dress if you can find a silver metallic-y dress, and then make Obviously a little go with that. And then you could make the little thing. But like, if you can't find a metallic dress, take some tin foil and yeah. wrap the dress you have. Mm-hmm. And then boom, boom. you got your metallic dress painted whatever colors. You just need to paint the face red to have the scary red face. You make your yeah. little hood and uh-huh. you have a walk around like this. And then boom, your boom. kid's the Flatwoods monster. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if you but want yeah. costume ideas, back us on Patreon. <laughs> Courtney will I give will, you costume ideas. I will custom plan you a costume. And at that same... Patreon reward tier, Sasha will read your tarot. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting time over on Patreon. So yeah, that's the Flatwoods Monster. I am very glad we finally talked about these because what cool fucking cryptids. Right? Like, I love you got them. A little, little nubbin in a pair of jeans and you got you got this queen living in the woods who just wants to be left alone. I'm gonna be a little stinks. nubbin in a pair of jeans this <laughs> this Halloween. I, yeah. It's going to be great. (laughs) So what are you going to be for Halloween? Have you ever seen the Flatwoods Monster or the Fresno Nightcrawler? Email spoophour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Like, have you played the Fallout games? And are there other West Virginia cryptids that pop up in them? I did not realize, for my part, there were so many cryptids in West Virginia. But I guess it makes sense because even now, you know, it's 2021. And granted, I haven't been in West Virginia in a couple of years, but because it is largely rural, you don't get a ton of, like, streetlights, so there's it's still very dark at night, and there's a lot of woodsy places. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to see something spooky, it's going to be in the dark woods. I was just thinking, like, back when I still worked with my school's band and when we still went on retreat to a campsite in West Virginia, hmm. shit got spooky. Like, every once in a while, the other, like, young adult staff and I would, like, we'd go walking around the camp at night just to, like, make, well, one, to make sure, like, the kids went to bed, but also then to, like, see what's out there. And there's spooky fog in the middle of the night, and there's lots of strange noises, and you have your one flashlight and you're clustered together, even though you're all, like, adults, and you're like, I'm so scared. Like, I just want to get to the tennis courts that are over there and glowing on that hill, but that pond... Is sending up lots of fog. <laughs> I don't trust it. Yeah, I'm like, very scared. My best friend, when she got married, she got married at a 4-H camp that mm-hmm. obviously wasn't being used as a 4-H camp at the time. And it was October, so you know, darkness because mm-hmm. daylight saving had ended. And it was like it was remote because it's, you know, a woodsy camp. And so at night between cabins, it was fucking pitch black like there was kind of a low-key like after party at the cabins after the wedding and we ran out of ice and genuinely got like grown people like we were all well into our 20s yeah and we got into an argument about who would go to the ice machine to get us because it was fucking scary and so like we bullied this guy into wanting to do it and he didn't want to go by himself so like an idiot i agreed to go (laughs) (laughs) and like i still have my wedding makeup on and my wedding hair but i put on my batman pj so i'm like it's fine and i'm like clutching the ice bucket like 
Oh my god, it's so dark. I'm going to die in my Batman PJs. <laughs> I'm going to die in my Batman PJs, but at least my face and hair look like fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> so yeah, have you had something spooky happen to you in the woods? Email spookbound.gmail.com. Yeah, so this was fun. I love talking about cryptids. We got to do more like one-off cryptids yeah. we haven't talked about before. So tell us which cryptids we haven't talked about that you would like to talk about. Mm-hmm. And we will do a future episode about them. Hell so yeah. stay safe. Don't go in the fucking woods. It is upsetting there. <laughs> Nothing good can come of it. I know we've, we're all getting a little like... I, I keep forgetting words. That's the stage of quarantine. I mean, the other day I, I forgot the word cockpit and I called it a pilot house. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept thinking the words. So I was like, pilot house. And so I just did that now. I was like homesick, but I'm like, not that. The opposite of homesick. We're all like restless and we want to get out of our house. Restless, yeah, we're like yeah. antsy and just, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I know we're all like that, but maybe don't go into the woods at night. Yeah, just don't go. Stay in your pilot house. Stay in your pilot house. <laughs> The following is brought to you courtesy of the No Phony Podcast Network, home of independent awesomeness. Hello, listeners of this fantastic show. My name is Melissa, and I am the host of the Brook Reading Podcast. Each week, I read and review a book from all across the genres and provide you with summaries, author information, movie adaptations, and relevance in history and society. I also meet and interview new authors and review their works as well. Many times, though, I go off on tangents, make up a brand new segment, or rant about something that's currently pissing me off. (laughs) You can listen to Brook Reading on all of the podcatchers, and don't forget to visit www.brookreadingpodcast.com for expanded information, as well as all of the social medias. The Brook Reading Podcast is a proud member of the No Phony Podcast Network.